0: on facebook i'm charlie i hope you're really gonna enjoy this it's gonna be super packed full of things we're gonna cover where the history of actually discounting products comes from during the summer months during other times of the year is it actually good money to try to spend more to acquire bad customers do you really need to do it and how you might actually not be doing this but a way that you can make a lot more money with it so we're going to cover in really the brilliant basics plus expert level execution products on facebook to run those campaigns everything you need to know to survive the doldrums of summer to make the best of sales seasons all year long if you find this information valuable i really appreciate it you subscribe to the youtube channel if you're listening to the podcast go ahead and subscribe there too hit like it means the world if you can hit like if you can comment if you can leave a five-star review all of that stuff helps all of that stuff is tremendously important and really does a lot for us here. And what I'd love to say is also if you find this valuable, the most important thing that you could do for me is to share this with one other person. I know it could be anywhere on the internet right now, but it means the world to me that you're here. And I'm going to make sure that this time is absolutely of the most value to you. So with that being said, let's get To it. We are going to start off with first the history of discounting products. Why did this even happen? So, especially during the summer months, is what we're really trying to lean into here as we're filming this in April. In retail, the summer months tend to be when we have inventory changeover, it also tends to be when we have the lowest amount of consumer intent. So, the way that inventory based stores like retail outlets handle this is they discount the products to move it off of their shelf so they can bring in new products into the store and also incentivize people to spend money. Now, you'll notice this when you walk through the mall and you see 30, 40, 50, 60, 80% off sales happening everywhere. Also, during the summer months, we are leading up to a really big rush of sales season. Right, we've got Valentine's Day, we've got Mother's Day, we've got Father's Day, we've got basically every three to five weeks, the middle of February to June, we've got some reason that most brands are discounting some product somewhere for something. So ultimately, this means that by the time summer comes, everybody that's on the edge of potentially thinking about something has already taken action and all of the easy money is gone. So the only real lever left for a lot of advertisers and retailers is ultimately discount their products. So we see massive sales happening. It also happens systemically across all of retail and because most online marketers in the beginning were traditionally real world retailers and most marketers that are on the internet have come from a lot of those places, that behavior transitioned because the internet was an extension of brick and mortar starting off. And as e-commerce has grown, we've seen that behavior amplified with the existence of Black Friday going from the rush after Thanksgiving dinner to the entire month. So what this really means is we have to understand where the history of discounting products comes. from because it's going to tremendously help us understand the positioning or the discounts that we are running and ultimately understand whether it's good money or bad money, if we need to do it at all. And potentially most important, understanding how we can best take advantage of good opportunities to use this as a lever to improve the LTV, the AOV, the volume and quality of our customers truly begin to understand what is it that we need? Cash flow, market share, or revenue generation potential. Because all of those things ultimately predicate a different strategy for how we're going to ultimately try to run our business. So what we're going to break down here through this video is breaking down each individual piece of that application and the most important things for you to remember. And the honest truth is, a lot of you have probably been running a lot of sales because you know that you need to, you know that you're supposed to, you know that you have to, you know your competitors are doing it, but is it actually a good idea? So with that being said, let's dive into this. Bad money. The point here is, is it actually a good idea to spend more money to acquire lower volume of revenue? The point here is, when you're running discounts, often what you're doing is you're competing with other discount retailers or e-commerce people, and you're tending to spend a larger amounts of money, or you're doing it as a retargeting offer. So you're basically spending a, you have a higher level of investment per customer. And because you're giving a discount, you're also spending more money to get less money from each person. Now Where this is a good idea, because on the surface, spending more money to get less money is a terrible idea. Um, That's actually really bad for business, and you should probably never do it on the surface. And I would say, more or less, that's a really good way of looking at it to decide whether or not it's something you should even do. And we'll get to that in a minute. But when we talk about bad money, what we're really trying to discuss here is what is the financial and operational need that you're trying to solve for by running this sale? Do you have seasonal inventory that you need to get rid of? Do you have the need for immediate cash flow? Do you have the need to acquire a bunch of customers and you're afraid that well, if all my competitors run discounts, then they'll get all the customers and ultimately The upcoming months are going to be very difficult. All of those things might be true, but there's also a complete inverse in that maybe you're acquiring a whole bunch of customers that might not genuinely be interested in your features and benefits and product positioning so much as they are price conscious. Categorically speaking, price conscious customers tend to be extraordinarily less loyal. Also, when you're starting to play the price game, you will fundamentally lose at scale be fair Jeff Bezos has beaten the entire world when it comes to the price game so if you're trying to be just lower cost than everybody else the folks who are not willing to invest in themselves by investing more into you will ultimately leave you for the next person willing to charge less so it's a much lower quality customer that you're acquiring also Not every sale, not every conversion you make during a sale period, not every sale that you run and everybody that buys is net new. Often what we see is we train our existing customers to wait for sales. We see this actually happening all the time. How many times have you added something to cart to wait for the retargeting ad that's 20% off? How many times have you said, oh, I know I'm going to want that. I'm going to wait for Black Friday so I can get it on a discount. How many times have you seen an ad for buy two, get one free? And you're like, well, I was waiting to see this thing. I know that it's going to happen. Boom, it occurred. I'm going to take advantage of it. When you know that the Memorial Day sale or Mother's Day sale or Black Friday sale or New Year's sale, or whatever it happens to be is coming. If you know you can acquire that good service or product for cheaper by waiting, why are you going to buy right now? And what this really means for bigger brands at scale is that a lot of your existing customers, a lot of the full price conversions that you could get are being stunted by the opportunity for that person to pay you less for that same thing. The inverse of this is also true in customer journey, where a lot of times when you run a sale, if you've noticed, as soon as you run a sale, the days and weeks afterwards are terrible for revenue. Why is that? Well, because that sale wasn't all incremental. That sale pulled conversions forward. Basically, I was going to buy next week, but you have a buy-to-go-in-free sale today. So instead of paying you full price next Wednesday, I'm going to take 50% off on Friday. So you got more revenue from me right away. But you actually got less revenue from me overall. Now, sometimes that's what you need for cash flow. But if ultimate revenue growth is your objective, does it really make sense to try to work very hard paying extra money to devalue the lifetime worth of your average customer? I would argue that even a very elementary level mathematics equation would point to that basically being a categoric no. So ultimately, we have to understand is, is it good money or is it bad money? Now, it could be good money because we're just trying to get as many people through the door as possible. It could be good money because we desperately need cash flow today. But it could also be bad money because we paid way more to acquire it, so our margin on each sale is far less. And instead of getting multiple full price purchases in the future, we got one discounted conversion today. So not only did we theoretically get fewer overall conversions as a numerical value, we also got less revenue from any of those customers, which ultimately brings us to our next question. Do you even need it? Do you actually need to run a sale? My question to you is this. Are your customers waiting for you to have a sale for them to buy from you? If the answer is yes, then if you didn't run sales, would they never come? A lot of people get really addicted to the cash flow of a big sale. The problem is immediately after the cash flow of that big sale, you have a giant deficit in daily revenue. So is it really worth it? Do you actually need it right now? My argument is, and in my experience, the answer to that question is rarely ever yes. Now remember the history of sales. The reason that discounting during these holidays started was to remove inventory from the shelves at traditional retailers. Businesses that run on basically renting space and then making a daily revenue from the square footage of that space. And when products are sitting on that shelf, preventing revenue growth from the square footage of that, uh, from that space that they're renting, what we call profit per square foot, or revenue per square foot, when that is impeded, it becomes a business necessity to move that inventory because ultimately retail is about inventory turnover. Now, if you're running an e-commerce store and you don't necessarily have the same unit economics of overhead and inventory and rent and all of those things at the same level of ultimately looking at profit per square foot, of your retail location is it actually something that you need to chase because ultimately you're trying to play a game against people with an unfair advantage to begin with and that traditional retailers honestly don't need to make the money their markup is probably a lot higher than yours is and they're dealing in much greater volume than you are plus you have an unfair advantage in the marketplace because you don't have the same operational cost that they do so trying to fight a battle that you're probably going to lose, that you don't actually need to engage in, that could potentially be far more harmful than positive, to me, feels like maybe a bad idea. Far more often, not running a sale is more profitable than running a sale. Because yes, you're going to make less sales. Yes, you're going to see less revenue in those days than you would have otherwise. but. You might make more margin on every single product that you sell. And ultimately, what's most important is margin per customer journey. Far, far more than cash flow on a specific day that's positive, knowing almost at a fact, inarguably, that your cash flow the day after is going to be a lot worse. Is it really worth it to make three really good days to know that the next 10 days are going to suffer? And that your margin per customer journey is less on every customer that you brought in during that time or every customer that you're training to wait for those sales. And you might say to yourself, well, people aren't waiting for all of that stuff. That's not really me. But I'd ask you, how do you behave when you deal with things? If you know a sale is coming in a week, do you buy today full price? You might say yes but I'm willing to bet there's more than a few of you that would say no. If I know that I can save 50 bucks, $100, $1,000 by just waiting a couple of days, why would you pay full price unless timeliness is a necessity? And it might very well be a necessity, but the necessity of timeliness is the minority of the user use case when it comes to making purchases in the open market. Finances and needs tend to be way less focused on time as it does on overall price. Most people are willing to wait three or four days to save a couple bucks. So my point here is, do you actually even need the sale? There's even an argument to be said, and I've seen this happen at scale where, you don't discount and you know that you don't discount and that actually poisons the well for all of your competitors while maintaining a pretty consistent cash flow for your business also if you know there's a big sale happening and every other uh every other marketer on the street is spending through the nose to spend more money To acquire customers at a lower margin and pull their sales forward ultimately hurting their bottom line maybe that's an opportunity where you don't need to advertise at all it might be more profitable for you to not run paid acquisition media during a sales period for your competitors to not acquire customers at a lower margin to not train your customers to devalue your brand to not bring in people who are worth less than you ultimately that means you're making more money on every customer and you've reduced your cost of operation far more often not spending bad money is better for business than doing everything you can to acquire any revenue possible because especially in direct consumer advertising one of the biggest unfair advantages you have over a traditional retailer is operational cost and markup margin. And that's one of the beauties of direct consumer My Retail is very, very difficult for brands to get into. So ultimately, we have to ask ourselves, do we even need to run a sale? Or can we use this time for PR and understanding, and hey, look, maybe we'll lose some volume of sales during this period of time. But if this sale isn't an anchor point to our business, Is it really worth discounting our products and giving up overall revenue to acquire more customers? Now, there's obviously situations where that might not be true, where it might absolutely be worth it. Maybe you're in the flower delivery business and you want to make sure that on Mother's Day and Valentine's Day, you are making your sales. 100%. And generally, those businesses have higher markups during the year and they just go down to their daily operational costs during sales times. And then they mark up the rest of the year to afford it. Just like we see sometimes with Black Friday, where, okay, that TV's 300 bucks, it's 300 bucks, it's 300 bucks. The month before Black Friday, goes to 400, and then they mark it down 30% or something along those lines. Very much in the same way, we will see that happen with traditional seasonal products that do in fact rely on these types of more typical sales flows so ultimately this brings us to a really big question of when is it actually good to run a discount so when is it actually good to run the discounts well i would argue you can be running discounts every single day and i often do but i don't run them on my typical product what we do is we discount on upsells, offer bundles. Now, the point here is, if you know your AOB of a customer is say 100 bucks and your normal product is say 40 bucks, you might find on Mother's Day or Black Friday or whatever holiday gifting you know, uh, sale period you're trying to run for, I'm gonna mark my $40 product down to 30 and I'm gonna get a bunch of customers. Now, those customers, the, AO, the LTV on those customers will probably be closer to 75 to 90, not the 100 that you saw because you're acquiring their initial sale at a discount. And they might very well, and your back-end data will probably reaffirm this, buy their next product on a sale as well because you've already trained them not to pay full price. Why are they going to pay full price the second or third time if they got it the first time for much cheaper? The honest answer is they probably won't. So now we're getting into a situation of... Well, how do we get more money from these people? And the point here with it is, let's run a bundle. Let's run a discount on more. So my point here is, if you know that your average AOV is, say, 40 bucks, and the LTV of your customers, say, 100, and maybe you have to pay to make one or two sales over that customer journey, you might actually save money by doing a buy three, get one free, where they pay you $120 right away. So your LTB on that customer immediately improves by 20%. But the operational cost of whatever that product is, the cogs to you, plus the acquisition spend to acquire that second or third sale, if you add up all those numbers, you might actually save money by giving a product away and hey. The LTV immediately went up on your customer journey. So you're making more money off of every customer. You're actually turning a liability into an asset. And when people buy in bundles, they're fully capable of spending full price for one. If it's buy three, get one free for $120, but hey, it's 40 bucks for one. If I want one, I might spend the 40 because I've already established that value. And because you've already trained me that, look, I can spend 120 bucks, but I don't need it. So I'm going to buy the one. Now, maybe you might run a seasonal, buy one, get one 50% off or something like that. But if you don't play that game, then you're training your customers to either pay you way more than the average AOV or pay full price when you don't even have to pay to acquire that sale. And you've raised the LTV by 20%. Now, this is a very simplified model, but it works. And if you want more proof of it, look to literally any infomercial around a direct consumer product that you have ever seen in your life. Basically, instead of marking everything in the store off 25%, give them a, but wait, there's more. And instead of marking the $30 you know, knife down to 20 bucks at some 20, you know, 30% off or whatever, why not say, hey, you can get two knives plus a bundle and everything else. We'll put it on a payment plan for $100. Now, instead of me saying, well, I can get this $30 thing, but it's 20 bucks right now and I might want one. And the odds of me coming back to you in painful price is probably negligible because I'm just going to wait for the next sale. Now you've got me thinking, oh, well, is it worth me spending $100? Now, here's the fun thing. You can spend way more money to acquire the $100 sale and make more margin and profit than you did by discounting the $30 down to $20. So you don't need to make nearly as many sales to generate more revenue. And the last back-end data point for your business to think about is especially if you offer free shipping. Bundling your products will dramatically reduce your average price to consumer because instead of selling a thousand products where it might cost you five to seven to ten dollars to ship it. If you instead you sell 200 products. You're going to save thousands in shipping. You also have fewer concerns on refund. You also have fewer customers to handle with customer journeys for your email uh, flows for your customer service. Your call centers have lower volume. And you never sacrifice your day-to-day AOV. Most importantly, in respect to what we talked about before, of bad money and do you even need to run the sale? Most importantly, here's something else you're not going to see you're not going to see a tremendous drop-off in revenue after the sale. Why? Because the people that were waiting for you to discount the product will just pay full price next time. The folks that you may have made this sale for at a super discount on a Friday, will just pay full price on Sunday. And the folks that were going to pay you full price on Sunday, don't take advantage of a 20% off on Friday. So you're going to have a lower volume of revenue potentially on that day, but you're not sacrificing future revenue to a, for that effort. The last thing, and I'll close with this, when you do upsells, you are also overcoming a tremendous objection that most marketers never handle. Because honestly, it makes it more difficult for an ad agency to look good by trying to address this objection, value. Maybe the reason I didn't pay full price for the product wasn't because of the price. Maybe the reason I paid, didn't pay full price. for The product wasn't because of the features and benefits. Maybe it's because one wasn't enough. I wanted multiple products. I wanted a suite. I wanted a bundle. I wanted more than one thing. And I was going to buy from you at a discount. I'll buy three of them at buy one, get one free. But I would have paid you full price if you would offer me a bundle. So the point here is often one of the biggest objections that marketers don't even bother overcoming is maybe this wasn't enough product to get you to be interested. The value of my offer wasn't good enough. I was selling you one pen, and really, I could give you this one pen, and if I mark it 50% off, you're still not going to buy it, because you want five. So if I mark it off, maybe you wait until I mark it off enough, and you're like, screw it, that's so cheap, I'll just buy five of them. But I could have gotten you to buy five of them at a small discount on the net of that bundle, which would have made me way more revenue and the extra advertising costs get you to buy five versus one is negligible, considering the increase in the AOV and the LTV of that customer. So ultimately, how do you run discounts most of the time? The answer is you don't. And when you do, figure out a way to improve the LTV of the customer instead of sacrificing the profitability and future success of your business. With that being said, I think YouTube says you might like some of these things. Don't be shy and go ahead and subscribe over there. And if you really find any value out of this stuff, please share it with your friends. Subscribe to this thing. Give me a five-star review. Write a comment. All of that stuff helps. Just smash the like button. I really appreciate it. Until next time, I'll see you on the internet. Bye.